podcast from Sports Ethos, your place for worldwide sports coverage. <clears throat> I'm your host, Tino Gunasius. You can find me on Twitter at TinoJr20 and the podcast at Ethos Mariners. Today we're going to recap the Sunday matchup of the Mariners and the Tampa Bay Rays. We'll look back at the series. We'll take a look at the upcoming opponent in the San Francisco Giants. Um, we'll dive into the pitching matchup tonight of uh, Logan Webb versus Brian Wu, and then quickly cover uh, what I consider to be the Mariners all-star snubs. Uh, just over the wire about a half hour ago, um, news came that the Mariners traded Chris Flexen and Trevor Gott uh, to the New York Mets for Zach Muckenhearn. Um, that last name is not a joke. Uh, I did have to look him up to see who he was. I'm assuming he's a left-handed, soft-tossing reliever. I assume the Mariners did this mostly to uh, unload the salaries of Chris Flexen and Trevor Gott. If the Mets did indeed take on both salaries, that's a pretty uh, a pretty nice move by Jerry Depoto to to shed those salaries. Um, of course, I'm probably. Uh, pressing the buttons of a lot of Mariners fans who want to see the Mariners spend more, but you always have to be fiscally responsible. And if, if ownership doesn't want uh, DePoto to spend and you just freed up some payroll um, to make a trade, then that's a great move as far as I'm concerned. So in any case, Mariners add a soft tossing left-handed reliever uh, and get rid of Chris Flexen and Trevor Gott. So the Mariners won 7-6 yesterday uh, over the Tampa Bay Rays. Mariners were down one nothing. They were down 2 nothing. Mariners were down 6-1 uh, in after the top of the third and came roaring back uh, with four runs in the bottom of the third inning. They went on to score one run in the sixth and one in the seventh to win 7-6 on a day where Luis Castillo did not look like himself, uh, spin was down 125 RPMs on the four-seam fastball. Uh, velocity was down slightly. Velocity was up on all of his other pitches, but he wasn't very effective. And um, he did get 19 swings and misses on 60 swings for a 32% uh, whiff rate, which is which is good. But his final line was six innings, eight hits, six runs, five earned, no walks, six strikeouts. So Again, on a day where Luis Castillo did not perform up to his standard, the Mariners still came back and won. This was a game where the Mariners showed heart. I had talked on the previous podcast about, you know, where's the heart coming from? Where's the leadership coming from? And being down uh, 6-1, the Mariners could have folded. If they would have folded, they would have lost this series. They would have lost the previous series. And the sky would have been falling at least for some Mariners fans. And yet they showed some heart. They dug their way back and won seven, six Mariners took two of three from. So, uh, so far this season, the best team in baseball in the Tampa Bay Rays. And in a, in a way that creates some sort of momentum, uh, Julio was two for five um, on his double you know, after he hit the double, he, you know, you saw him clapping and he always does celebrate, but it looked more intense looking at the dugout, trying to pump people up. And 
you know, that was a, that was great to see. Uh, Tom Murphy hit a big home run. Uh, he's now slugging 551 in case anybody was wondering. Um, I've never loved Tom Murphy as a second catcher for the Mariners, but he's proving to be a, a big asset this season. Uh, Mike Ford had a clutch RBI single or two RBI single. Uh, Jared Kelnick had a clutch hit. They just, the Mariners came through in this game and uh, it was really, you know, for Mariners fans, it was really good to see. Uh, the bullpen came in and shut the door, which was great. Uh, Andres Munoz pitched one inning, one K. He got the win. Matt Brash pitched the eighth, um, surrendered a walk, struck one batter out. And then Paul Seawall pitched the ninth for his 16th save and got two strikeouts. The Mariners scored the go-ahead run without a hit. Uh, with hit hit batsmen and walks, which was interesting against Jason Adam, who is one of the best uh, relievers in baseball. But all in all, um, very positive Sunday and a very positive series for the Mariners. Uh, after the 15-4 loss on Friday, you know, the, the sky was falling for a lot of fans. And I was hypercritical of the Mariners after that game. And, you know, you wanted to see them respond in this series. You wanted to see them fight. And, Sure enough, on Saturday, they won 8-3. George Kirby went seven strong innings. Uh, Julio Rodriguez went three for five. And then uh, yesterday, again, they won 7-6. Eugenio Suarez also hit a home run in this one. So two multi-hit games from Julio Rodriguez, uh, some good pitching from George Kirby, some good bullpen work. Mariners are starting to put it together a little bit. Um, Here's hoping... They can continue this momentum uh, in the upcoming series against the San Francisco Giants. Uh, but again, to take two of three from the Rays, uh, color me slightly surprised after they lost 15-4 on Friday. So the Mariners travel to San Francisco for this series. Uh, if you haven't been to what I still call Pac Doll Park, you should get down there. It's might be the most beautiful stadium in baseball. Um Super fun. Uh, the Giants are, interestingly, a very similar team to the Mariners when you look at them statistically, uh, but their records aren't. So the Mariners are now 40 and 42, nine games back of first place Texas, five, game back, five games back in the wild card, five and five in their last 10 games, and still have a plus 17 run differential uh, despite the 15-4 loss to the Rays on Friday. San Francisco Giants are 46 and 38, three and a half games out of first place behind the first place Arizona Diamondbacks in the National League West. They are currently third, the, the third wild card in the National League. They're four and six in their last 10, a plus 36 run differential. And according to fan graphs, they have a 68.7% chance to make the playoffs. The Giants and the Mariners, statistically, as I said, are very similar. Uh, the Giants have a 103 WRC plus as a team, the Mariners 100. Both teams have a 9.1% walk rate offensively, which is tied for seventh in the in the league. Uh, the Mariners strike out 25.7% of the time, the Giants 25.2, so very similar strikeout rates. The Giants have 100 home runs, the Mariners have 96, very close there. The Giants are averaging 4.77 runs per game, which is tied for ninth in baseball. And the Mariners 4.54 runs per game, tied for 14th. Both teams have a 3.94 ERA overall. The Giants have 1-2-6 whip. The Mariners 1-2-1. One, one. 
the Mariners whip is third in the game. Uh, Giants seven surrender a 7.3% walk rate. The Mariners 7.1, which uh, leads the league. The Giants 23.2% strikeout rate. Mariners 24.2% strikeout rate, 12th and 9th respectively. Uh, the Mariners do have a 1.7% advantage in swinging strike rate. So the Mariners get a lot more swings, swinging strikes than the Giants do. But the Giants are the um, top ground ball percentage team in the game at 48.9%. The Mariners 44.2%. So again, similar, similar offenses, similar defenses. Um, both teams walk the same amount. Both teams hit about the same number of home runs. Both teams strike out at the same rate. Uh, both team, they have the same ERAs. Uh, the Mariners have a slightly lower whip. The Mariners strike out slightly uh, more hitters, but the Giants get more ground balls. So, again, very similar teams statistically. A uh, little history on the Giants. They were the New York Giants. They relocated to San Francisco in 1958. Uh, the Giants, as an organization, have played in the World Series 20 times, and they have eight World Series championships. Since 2000, uh, the Giants have had three wildcard teams, Five teams win the uh, National League West. They've been the National League representative in the World Series four times, and they have three World Series titles in 2010, 2012, and 2014. So they had a, a really great run uh, in the early teens uh, to win those three championships. Um, five of the regulars uh, in the in the Giants lineup uh, have a 10% or higher walk rate. Uh, from J.D. Davis at 10%, all the way up to Lamont Wade Jr. at 17.7%. Uh, Wade has a one paces the team with a 144 WRC+. plus. He's a left-handed hitter, plays first base and corner outfield. He was a prospect in the Twins organization a few a few years back. Very good offensive player. Uh, Tyro Estrada, their starting second baseman, leads the team with 2.6 fan graphs war. Uh, J.D. Davis and Lamont Wade Jr. with two fan graphs war. And uh, shocking to me, Patrick Bailey, who was a first-round pick uh, catcher, first-round pick a few years back by the Giants, has come up and played very well for them. Uh, he was considered kind of a a bust as a first-round pick and brought up just because they needed another catcher. And he's played really well, especially defensively. So he has 1.8 war already this season, and he's played about half the games. Uh, their lineup is versus right-handers has Lamont Wade Jr. hitting first. As the first baseman, Tyro Estrada at second base. Jock Peterson at DH. Peterson is a player that I'd love for the Mariners to trade for, but obviously the Giants are also in contention, so you probably won't see that happen. J.D. Davis is their cleanup hitter. He plays third. Michael Conforto, local boy from uh, north of Seattle, uh, hits fifth in right field. Patrick Bailey, the catcher, hits seventh. Uh, Luis Matos. The center fielder hits eighth and Brandon Crawford, the shortstop hits ninth. Actually, there's only eight players in there. What did I do? Uh, I forgot Blake Sable, their left fielder. He hits seventh and then Matos eighth, uh, Brandon Crawford ninth. So on the bench, they have Casey Schmidt, who's a uh, prospect third base, shortstop third base prospect. Wilmer Flores, uh, Bryce Johnson, and Austin Slater. Their pitching rotation, uh, the Mariners will see Logan Webb in game one. 
I'm not sure who it's going to be in game two yet. And then Alex Cobb in game three. Uh, the bullpen is pretty good. Camilo Doval throws 102 miles an hour. He's their closer. They have the Rogers brothers um, as setup guys. Shamanaya is in the bullpen. They expected him to start, but he's in the bullpen right now. Jake Junis and Ross Stripling. Uh, Manaya and Stripling were both signed as free agents at the beginning of this season. Um, the Giants operate in some similar ways to the Mariners in that, you know, they cycle through a ton of waiver claims. Um, they've really built Farhan Zaidi's their GM. I don't actually, I don't know what position exactly Farhan Zaidi has, but he is from the Andrew Friedman tree, uh, you know, is, is trying to build the team, um, on the edges, uh, acquire talent cheaply when at all possible does not hand out big huge contracts even though the giants could afford it um and it builds through uh a lot of sabermetrics and um there's a lot of platoons on this team just an interesting way to put a team together given the fact that they do have a a very high um this team has produced a lot of revenue over the past 15 years uh Mitch Haniger, who Mariners fans may be looking for in this series, signed a contract with the Giants, three-year contract with the Giants in the offseason. Former Mariner, he's on the disabled list, as is uh, Mike Yastrzemski. So well, one other thing with the Giants there, you know, they haven't produced a ton of young talent. Um, most of the guys on their team, most of their hitters are were uh, free agents or traded for. Not a lot of of homegrown talent. Uh, same thing in their on their pitching staff. Really, uh, Logan Webb is the only one of the starters who was developed by the Giants. And while there is some talent in the minor leagues, there's not a ton. Um, their minor leagues are led by uh, Marco Luciano, who is a shortstop pros- power hitting shortstop prospect. Will probably move to third base. And Kyle Harrison, who is a left handed fireballer, who is currently in AAA. Um, I would expect to see Harrison up pretty soon here. Uh, in fact, I don't, I would not be surprised to see Harrison actually take that, uh, take that start on Tuesday. His last start was on the 29th. So of June. So that would line up to be Thursday, rest Friday, one, two, three, four. He would actually line up to take the start. That'd be his fifth day. Um, on Tuesday. So it would not surprise me to see Kyle Harrison make his big league debut against the Mariners on Tuesday. Um, and then a couple other guys, Carson Wisenhunt, Reggie Crawford. Uh, so there's a little bit of talent in the minor leagues, but nothing to be incredibly excited about outside of Harrison and Luciano, which means that who they have is who they have. And uh, somehow, some way, the Giants have been able to uh, to be eight games over 500 at this point in time. Um, fun team to watch veteran, veteran laden team, uh, similar to the Mariners in, you know, that they, they have good pitching. Um, there's no one superstar on this team. You can't, you know, the, the different differentiator for the Mariners is Julio. There is no Julio on the giants, uh, but a very balanced team at this point in time, Luis Matos is their center fielder. He's interesting as well. 21 years old, uh, just came up a few weeks ago he's a he's an exciting player to watch so if he if they did have a julio it would be matos but matos is nowhere in the um at the talent level of a julio rodriguez so that's the san francisco giants um 
today's game matches uh, Bryce Wu, Bryce Wu, Brian Wu and Logan Webb. Uh, Brian Wu is now one and one with a four three seven ERA and a one two four WHIP. Uh, twenty two and two thirds innings, twenty two hits, six walks, thirty two strikeouts. Um, he's surrendering a three forty five BABIP at this point in time, so some some uh, lack of luck with batted balls and only a 67.2% left on base percentage. So really Wu is a better pitcher than his 4.37 ERA uh, indicates thus far. Uh, he's been fun. And his last start against the Nationals, he broke out a cutter that he hadn't thrown yet. Um, it's a new pitch. I think it's a pitch to try to get uh, lefties off of him. So lefties are now hitting 4.12 with the 4.59 on base percentage and a 1.253 OPS against Brian Wu. Righties, 143, 186, 347 OPS. So obviously he needs to do something um, versus left-handers. That's why we saw six cutters uh, against the Nationals. I think you'll continue to see him throw more cutters. I was fascinated by the fact that he only threw 9% sliders. He had thrown 17% sliders um, leading or, or he has thrown 17% sliders so far this season and only 9% in the game against the Nationals. So you're, and then 10% changeup versus 4.5% on the season. So more changeups, more cutters. You see him experimenting with those pitches against left-handers to try to get that um, to be more effective. So that's something to watch. How does Brian Wu attack left-handed hitters? We know he can get righties out. What's the pitch mix against lefties? Does he have a feel for that new pitch, the cutter? Um, all things to watch. The Giants lineup has, let's see, one, two, three, four lefties in it. Um, and then one, two, three, or excuse me, five lefties and four righties. So uh pretty balanced lineup for the Giants. So that's Brian Wu. Um again, watch his change up and cutter. Gonna be super interesting to watch. Great park to pitch in in San Francisco, so uh, I would expect him to continue some of the uh, effectiveness that we've seen from him thus far this season. He's opposed by Logan Webb, 26-year-old right-handed starting pitcher for the Giants. He's 6'1", 220. He was acquired in the fourth round of the 2014 draft by the San Francisco Giants. He signed a an extension that will kick in in 2024, five years, $90 million dollars. And Logan Webb is more than worth it uh, for his career. His first year was in 2019 in the ma- in the major leagues for his career in 545 innings. He has a 3.47 ERA this season. He's seven and seven with a 3.43 ERA and a one, one, two whip. He's thrown 110 in the third innings, 103 hits, 21 walks, 106 strikeouts. He is a sinker ball pitcher. He his ground ball rate so far this season is 61.7%. That's incredibly high. Um, so if you combine a low walk rate at 4.8% with a an extreme ground ball pitcher, you're looking at a very effective uh starting pitcher for the Giants. That's there's a reason why he's their ace. Uh lefties hit 230, 265 with a 624 OPS so far this season. Righties 266, 312, 727 OPS. He's 39% sinker at 92 miles an hour, 36% changeup at 87 miles an hour, and 21% slider at 84 miles an hour. 
the changeup and slider surrender a 212 and 191 average with a 28 and 29 percent whiff rate. The sinker, on the other hand, 324 average, 504 slug, and an 8.8 percent whiff rate. Uh, sinkers on like typically surrender a slightly higher average. Um, the 324, I'm sure he's not happy with, and it is the pitch he throws the most, but he remains very effective. Two other interesting stats with Logan Webb, an 88% zone contact rate. So 88% of the strikes that are swung at um, are hitters make contact. That's versus an 82% league average. So easier to make contact with than um, major league average. But obviously, a lot of those are just our ground balls that become outs. And a 22.3% whiff rate, which is uh, 2.5% below league average. So Logan Webb against Brian Wu, fun pitching matchup. I think I say this every Mariners game that that it's a great pitching matchup, or if you like pitching, you should watch. But I think part of that is because the Mariners have such great pitching and such exciting pitching. Logan Gilbert will go on Tuesday afternoon at one thirty-five again to be announced is uh, or to be determined is the pitcher for the Giants as of now, and then six oh five on Wednesday is Bryce Miller against Alex Cobb. All right, All Star snubs. I don't have a whole lot to say about the All-Star game, um, about the snubs. Of course, you would have loved to see Julio Rodriguez in the game. Um, I don't think Julio's season justified putting him in the All-Star game. If there are injuries or people, players uh, um, back out of the All-Star game, I think Julio would be one of the first to to be an injury replacement. But as of right now, the only Mariners representative in the All-Star game is Luis Castillo. Uh, I, I found the Castillo inclusion interesting because he is, um, at least by Fangraph's war, is a, a half a win below George Kirby. And um, he's also below Logan Gilbert. Uh, has a slightly better ERA than Kirby. Uh, 3.14 versus Kirby's 3.21. Kirby's 7-7, seven and seven, Castillo's 5-6. and six. Um, I guess they just took the veteran. I think both Kirby and... Castillo are deserving. Uh, part of it was that, um, you know, Mike Lorenzen, uh, the Detroit Tigers starting pitcher, was included. He had an over four ERA, but uh, every team needs a representative. And so he was the Detroit representative. Uh, Sonny Gray, I believe, was the only Minnesota Twins representative. He certainly deserved to be in the game. Um Emmanuel Classe uh, has an over three ERA, but, you know, Classe is one of those guys that's just seen as an all-star. Um, and that's why that, I think that's why he's in the game. Uh, one interesting one was uh, Yiner Cano, the uh, setup man for the Baltimore Orioles, was uh, named to the all-star team. He is a, you know, it's always interesting when relievers make it. Uh, he is a 40 innings of a 1-1-2 ERA. That's obviously why he's in the game. But uh, the Mariners' bullpen, specifically Paul Seawald, I think, um, was a good candidate uh, for the All-Star game, and he was snubbed. So, you know, it's, I think, a pitcher like Kirby, who's sixth in the American League in Fangraph's war, should have been on the All-Star team, especially because it's in Seattle. I you know, you obviously want to make it as meritocratic as possible, but the reality is, you know, Julio should be in this game. Uh, 
George Kirby should be in this game. You could make a case Paul Seawald should be in this game, uh, but they're not. And I would look again to to see some of the Seattle players who were um, borderline to actually be named if you have uh, players back out at the last minute. So all-star game is going to be fun. I'm going to try to make it over to Seattle for the futures game um, on Saturday. Uh, All-star game used to be major league baseball. All-star game as a kid was my absolute favorite sporting event of the year. Uh, It's, cheapened a little bit with the uh, introduction of interleague baseball. Um, And then I also used to love to see all the different uniforms on the field and they don't do that anymore either, but I'll still watch. It'll still be a lot of fun. Uh, Hopefully the Mariners can continue this positive momentum in San Francisco over the next three days. Uh, It was fun to see the Mariners take two of three from the Rays. That was big time. Uh, They needed to respond and they did. Uh, I keep saying it. I do think that there's better baseball around the corner for the Seattle Mariners, and um, it could potentially start with the series win over the Tampa Bay Rays. So tune in tonight, 645, Brian Wu against Logan Webb. We'll be back tomorrow to recap uh, what the game tonight and uh, maybe dig into uh, another Mariners minor leaguer. Uh, thank you for listening to the Mariners cast from Sports Ethos. Once again, you can find me on Twitter at Tino Junior 20. That's T-I-N-O-J-R-2-0. And the podcast at Ethos Mariners, E-T-H-O-S-M-A-R-I-N-E-R-S. Take care, you guys. Sunshine.